before we can get to the show, I'd like to ask my podcast co-host of five-something years where the f- he was last night till H.A. 2 a.m. You said you'd be gone for a few hours tops. How are you, Raph Esparza? I'm good. I thought I'd left a note. You left a note for sure saying you'd be with that slut no, John Evans not a, not with slut. his smile and his oh I'm headed to Asia to do jujitsu. Oh, I'm back to announce. Oh, I'm here with Bro Glapping again. Oh, I'm John Evans. That's to all be, I saw. To be completely fair, my wife was like, Is John here? Where is I don't know. Does he live here? And I was like, No, he's here. So, um, yeah, no, it was fun and it was great. And yes, I was at Subversive 2 or Subversive Dose for our listeners in Espanol. It was interesting. Fighting's easier from outside the cage, though. Maybe don't be so emotionally vulnerable with your partner. He'll just throw it in your face. Spend 18 extra hours with John Evans. I am your host, Kevin. Subversive to look like a lot of fun rap. I was impressed. It was a lengthy tournament. How did it feel? Give us the inside thoughts. I love the gi, no gi, and the tournament was fun. Karate Kid style. All right. So I didn't know there was going to be five judo matches. <laughs> and at one point, I was like, I kind of tuned out and was like, wait, Oh shit, judo! <laughs> so they're like, in sixty seconds, they're gonna stand them back up. I was like, those are rough rules for groundwork. That's tough. Well, That's like MMA. Good news for you. You were at home saying that. I was actually on the microphone, checked in still, and the next match goes, and I go, "What? They think it's still a judo match? Oh, it is. Oh, well then." No one <laughs> told me that. I stand corrected. And so, I just love the fact because. Some of the names that they had on there, I go, oh, I know them as grapplers or I know them as this. So it it was a little interesting in that sense. That was really the only thing that threw me off. Everything else was a lot of fun. There was one thing, and I will tell you this because you are listeners and um, you love us and we love you. So you get the inside scoop. I told this to Kevin off air, but I will explain it a little bit more in detail now. I woke up that morning with what I would call 40% of my voice. Which, it's like, imagine what Christian Bale needed to be Batman. <laughs> that's what that's Raph without 40% of his voice. 60%, I guess. I'm the difficult thing lost on the percentages. No, that's fine. The, the difficult part about it is, it's not like something you can go to work and not have a voice for when you're a commentator. You know, it, it's great if I show up as a body... And then I do the, I can't speak, kind of look at them, and they go, great. Okay, bye. So Kevin knows this from our years of speech. I've won national championships with a voice that's gone. It's not easy. I've actually passed out after performing in a final performance where I, like, get through the round, I, it's, you know, everybody wants to come up and say, you know, oh, it was a great speech or, oh man, that was so much fun or, hey, good seeing you. I literally avoided all of those people and ran straight to a hotel room and just passed out. So I've been there. I've done that. That never happened to me. I always saved oh, some for God. the after party, but Raph cared about winning <laughs> a lot more. Well, 
No, you know, Kevin did very well. I took a James himself. Hunt. That's a rush <laughs> reference out to the Formula One approach to life. I just, Kevin and I had very different paths to this podcast, um, even though we were both in speech. So as you notice now, there is a little bit more of uh, a deepness to my voice. And it was because I recognized I can only speak in a certain register. And most people, when I mention this to them, are like, are you going to be okay? And I go, I'm a professional. I'll pull through. And so cue all of the honey and all of the emergency and all of the Zycam and all of the th- – like I everything I thought it could be, I just did. So I just started gargling water. I had a thermos filled with hot water, which by the way, at some point I did spill on myself. That was a fun moment, especially when I have a microphone headset on my head, which – I very cautiously, I think you might hear me on the broadcast go, oh, (laughs) for no reason. And it's because a very hot amount of water uh, just made its way to my thigh. (laughs) So this is all the background information. Ow, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And that thermos does a really good job of keeping it as hot as it came out. So They're they're great modern technology. They are. It keeps that stuff warm. Anyway, that was the behind the scenes stuff. But here's why it was so much fun. Uh, It just worked out that I got to do it with John Evans. And he was the person who I really, really wanted to do it with. And Kev, we can now say that one of us has been on Flow Grappling. And I don't know if that's an honor or as DopeGrappling.com put up. Oh, don't join the evil dark side. To which I say... Who's going to pay me? Like, can well, we hear? Hold up? on, he didn't join Metamoris. Like, calm down. <laughs> He's not joining the Death Star. <laughs> Flow Grappling's keeping grapplers paid. It's barnstorming. There's a platform to watch jujitsu to bitch about that never existed about, which is great. Twitter was boring. You had to like really find niche people. It's not good. Yeah. So, okay. Here's what you guys should know as well. Um. Scenes are interesting when we don't get a TV set uh, version of the angles that are coming in. So sometimes I had to lean back and just look at the TV set uh, or the big screen behind us. And uh, that was an interesting challenge because sometimes I'd go, is that a Kimura? Let's see. Is that? No, no, that's a straight arm. Kimura? (laughs) Ah, shit. Can you guys turn the other way, please? Uh, then as one person, I believe we get some hand signals for Kimura. (laughs) Somebody in the other side of the audience want to help me out. There was a moment with Steven Martinez who finished with a straight arm bar where I just looked over and I couldn't see because Steven is a straight arm bar. You and your norms. Yeah. Thank you. Gender roles. (laughs) Gender neutral arm bar, I guess has a ring to it too. You don't know what its orientation was. Oh God! I've been raising all my arm bars to be gender pronounced. I just let the arm bar be what it wants to be. You know. Thank, thank you. So when I saw Stephen Martinez, uh, who's a brick of a human being, going for something that looked like an arm, I just guessed, and I goes, "Probably a straight arm lock." I know Stephen. That's probably what he's gonna do. <laughs> and uh, sure as shit, that's one of the clips that got put as a straight arm locker. If I've ever known one. And I just love that Steven Martinez, he's a very chill, relaxed human being who 
doesn't get overtly excited, but has a good sense of humor about him. Very and he good just sent me back. Oh, super good. Very at good at sends me a note. It just goes, Raph, I appreciate you. Thank you for all that you do. I was like, oh, that's very nice. Um, I saw some people putting up clips. We had some people who were messaging me during uh, the whole actual shindig. I had Josh Hanger who was messaging me and was like, are you commentating? And I was like, are you podcasting? <laughs> and uh, was that his burn? Because that sounds like as vicious as anything I've I heard. I think it is because one time I did approach him after commentating and I think he was trying to razz me back. And here was the interesting thing. I think he was trying to talk shit to me as the matches were going on. And I was effortlessly able to both commentate and talk shit back to him. And I think it at some point registered with him where he was like, well, who's the other person in the photo? Well, who's that guy? Well, who's this person? And I kept being like a person. We're at a place. More Come. like Matt Spurn, where your <laughs> talents are. You know what I mean? It's like, go back to grappling. So I like the fact that even when we had some of our friends, I did also get confronted by one person who competed. Is actually, I'll say their name. Uh, it was uh, DJ Mike Murda, who Mike Carrasco, very, very good practitioner. Wait, is he a, a DJ or is his name is DJ? Sorry. He is a DJ. He is a DJ. Thank you. Just so the audience is like, wait, is this a Tanner situation or a Khalid? This is I don't one know. of those. Got it. If you were DJ DJ Tanner, I think that would be pretty impressive. But I think there's 20 of them that probably exist in this world at the very least. But um, he came up to me afterwards and I said, hey, man, yeah, I only talked a little bit of shit about you. And he goes, yeah, dude, some of my friends were saying that you were you were saying things about me. I was like, what did they think I said about you? And he goes, oh, dude, they just – they said you were kind of talking trash about me. And I was like, what did they say I was talking trash about you? I think the only thing I made fun of you really about was the fact that after you won, you started doing spinning cartwheel bullshit, which I don't have time for. So I was like, ah, oh, boring. And his friend, this very nice lady, picks out her cell phone. And I was like, you want me to talk directly to them? Yeah, film this. And I gave like I shot a promo at their direction. I was like, you guys got mad at me for talking shit about your friend when you're in a battle crew. That's what you do for a living. You're in battle situations. And yet you can't take me saying this guy's a dork. Wow. All right. You guys are great. So, you know, the nice part about it is everybody who was giving us slack, I can very easily respond to, but we did get a lot of love, and I, I very much heard those things. I appreciate them. Now, Kev, can we do a call to action? Because here's the thing. Kevin and I did, you know, speech and debate, and one of the speech and debate areas that we were particularly good at was the art of persuasive speaking. Now, Kevin, what are you supposed to do at the very end of a persuasion speech? Got to give a call to action. Got to give nope. people something to do, an outlet to which to leave your frustrations you've built to into success. Exactly. So here is our call to arms for all of you. Go to Flow Grappling. Tell them if you enjoyed me and John or, I don't know, Maybe you'd like to see me and Kevin commentate something because you have some sort of weird, sick, sadistic idea of seeing an event crash and burn. 
Booked with Meta Morris. Thank you, Raph. Sorry. Exclusive over here, everybody. <laughs> Hate He's to be on the one to now. break it like this. No, I am not getting paid. Yes, I am excited. But admit to yourselves, listeners, wouldn't you like to see me and Kevin commentate something? I'm not saying either one of us would be the expert, but I think you understand it would be quite the show. I guess what I'm saying is this. If you would like to see me, Kevin, John Evans, let Flow Grappling know because they do this weird thing every once in a while where they're like, oh, do you commentate? Would you you would be interested in doing that? And it's like, what the? Sh- yeah. Yes. Yeah, I would. This is our passion and we already do it for free. You just have to come train with us. So that's all. It's just so, what we do in the gym, mm-hmm. except with our friends. And you, myself, and John Evans would be fun. It's like I'd be a massive third wheel, but they'd kick it to me every once in a while. It's like I'm gonna go get on the sideline, guys. Like, <laughs> and Kevin's gone, but appears to be to the concession stand. It'll be returning. I mean, there's <laughs> somebody's got to be the the guy on the sidelines who's yelling out NBA baby. So no, <laughs> there are definitely. Hey, jujitsu and the NBA ref, there's a lot. Keenan's right. switching teams, forming his own. He's pulling a KD. I mean, things are happening. It's only a matter of time before uh, – I'm trying to think what would be like a funny lineage breakup. Gary <laughs> is like, it's time to start my own team down in South Beach. Here I come. <laughs> I'm joining uh, – I'm starting the uh, Tone and Spirit Squad. <laughs> so it's like TSQ. Ah, uh, sounds terrible. So Maybe let me I'll just remind it. you guys. Here's what we want you to do: tag at Flow Grappling on your Instagram, on your Twitter. Let them know you would like to see us. And you know what? The nice part about it is, I can tell you some maybe good news. It might be interesting to note that maybe the person who I was on the microphone yesterday might be on the call for the Olympics of grappling. And maybe that's all I'm going to say. So I don't want to say any more, but I will tell you guys this. John and I are in the business of it. Kevin and I are in the business of it. Any one of us, I don't care. I just know that if you get any one of the three of us, you actually will get a good set of commentating. You all were now, fun. I was actually impressed. Uh, I couldn't see the layout of where you were in perspective yeah. to the mats, but it seemed one loud AF oh, in that God. place, which is always fun if you're trying to commentate. It's like, we don't have a quiet booth like they do in the NFL. That looks lovely. It's a little cold at times, but it's all sealed in there. They don't have to worry about that. So fair, there is yeah. a, that element. Did you two, where were you? Would okay, more behind the scenes stuff. So, because I've never worked with flow grappling and I'm not really sure how it goes, I, I'm sure everything is a little conditional for each different event. You were under the mat. Oh, pff, I wish that would probably be better. I get there and I say, Where's the table? and they say, Oh, Raph, we've got you set up in the back. And I go, Okay, and I'm directly in front of the speaker that's blaring out all of the walkout music. So if you have good broadcasting training, you know that you try to fit in the commercials in the commercial spaces, a.k.a. in between the matches, so that you're not just advertising a great CBD 
solution when somebody's getting their arm ripped off, which believe me, I almost did four times. But instead, as I'm doing that and it's blasting out disturbed behind me, going, Hey, when you go on Twitter, you go ahead and if you are interested, you can do that so right And as that's happening, I got a note from a friend, thank you, Terry, that just said, Yeah, we can't hear you. <laughs> and I, I really did try to stop at that point, but there were some times I could kind of hear the feed uh, and I could hear myself at least talk just a little bit. And I said, that's not too bad. But being put directly in front of the speaker was a little heartbreaking in the sense of, yeah, all right, I'll make the best of it. Well, you all crushed it. A lot Thank of you. fun. Really got to know you all throughout. Had a good time. Listening as usual, because you two have some fun together, and Jevons is always really good on the call about um, whatever nerdy jiu-jitsu thing people are doing, and doesn't pull quite the Michael Bisping-like judgmental subscription Uh that we got, including a, I'd never do that. Like, I'd never do that. I would have pounced on him. It's like, oh, God, are you misremembering your career already? That was fast. This was fun. So, we didn't even get two years into your retirement before we had to start doing this. Why don't we do this? We're going to transition. I do want to give some shout-outs from Fight to Win, or yeah. I'm sorry, Subversive Dose. Um, but I like that Kevin is teasing that so that you guys can stick around because we will get to the UFC Sacramento card uh, momentarily after I give a few shout-outs first. Uh, the big shout-outs, of course, Gio Martinez and Zhao Miao was a fun fight. And some say if it had been held under fight-to-win rules, it might have been different than a sub-only with EBI overtime. However, when Gio got that back, it did not take him long to get that submission on Yao Miao. So, wow. DJ Jackson, very, very powerful against Ruben Rivera, takes him to a nice overtime uh, ride time win. Kyle Chambers comes DJ up to Jackson. me. Jackson. That's always. Wins. I love it. Sorry. Well, afterwards, him and Kyle Chambers actually were goofing around with me, and it was actually very funny to see them. But there is one moment, though, I should note that after commentating Kyle Chambers' match, which essentially gave Team 10th Planet the win, uh, he catches up with me and he goes, Hey, man, when are we training? And I'm like, Never. Why would I train with you? you go dude? away. Yeah, like, do you see how you act in this setting? I don't have that. I can't do that to you. I don't know how this works. So he was he was quite funny uh, in that sense. Uh, big, big shout out to Elvira, who made very short work of Patty Fontes. Again, we mentioned the judo. Very sorry that I didn't know that there were going to be four matches or five matches of judo. But it was very entertaining to have something different. And, Kevin, I can tell you, the judo sold very well for that uh, audience. So it does make you wonder. I know that Seth does it as a direct response to saying, in his words, a fuck you to uh, the judo association. And I'm glad that they are championing it. It is like a slight – it takes a a little while to fully find your rhythm in it. Uh, Just in terms of as an audience member going, wait – Oh, he's close to a submission. Is that 30 seconds already? Oh, they're standing up. Okay. Well, but I do appreciate the efforts. Um, 
Lila Smyja is also uh, Cruz is had an amazing match. If you guys didn't see that, John actually got up on that one, and I like tagged him afterwards, and I go, "That was not the one to get up for, John," because <laughs> he was just like, "Dude, I just had to go to the bathroom." I was like, "No, it was pretty pretty boss to see." Uh, big big ups to my good friend Michael John who beat my other good friend Noah Tillis in a very fun match. Uh, shout out to Jose Gutierrez, who had a fight of the night with Jordan Hawley. Uh, Jason Youssef, I don't know if you saw his match, but he ended up winning. It got reversed. Uh, it was a match between Fabio Trinidad, and uh, it was it was a fun match, but at the end, they just were in the wrong spots, so they were on the wrong sides of the mat. And when they did the voting, uh, Jason Youssef was like, why did I lose? Pretty sure I won by decision. Uh, again, we've already shouted out Steven Martinez. Uh, big ups to my good friend Mike Carrasco and my other good friend Richard Ariella, who had a fun match as well. And I also want to give a couple small shout outs. Andrew Murillo, a.k.a. Drew, who had a good happy birthday and a heel hook win over Craig Wellander. As well, as if you haven't seen this kid, Anthony Aguilera, his escapes actually had me visibly worried. And yet... Kid's a beast. Kay Hansen, Monster Squad. She was really, really good in her match, and I was very excited that she paid off on that. Jessica Khan, a prodigy. And, uh, I mean, Kachikin's okay, and Levine's okay. And the rest. Ta-da! Damn. Okay, that's impressive. That was uh, not only... There was a lot of matches there to skip past. You can find this match and more as... I was able to on www.flowgrappling.com. If you have a membership, if you don't, that's where you can find Subversive 2. All the action, all the commentary, as many matches as you would like to consume. It'll make your jiu-jitsu better, but it'll make your mind smarter. Guaranteed verbal tap challenge. Are you ready to hop across the pond? To what happened at UFC, oh shit, I don't have the title up. Fight Night something? Yeah, Fight Night Durandame lad, and it was in Sacramento. <laughs> what pond are you going across? There's a big one, a Tahoe. I mean, okay. there's a uh, mm-hmm. Chatfield Reservoir not far from Denver here. There's there's some ponds in there. Okay. I guess the oh you're talking California ponds oh, yes. I don't know as well maybe like the bay, part a part of it if you flew okay. out and you wanted to come in and still if you, if you, you flew to Oakland it's a wonder that you never really made it far in flight school it is hard to imagine Jesus like Kevin draw us a map of where you think the water is and you're just like oh it's all around us it's right just south of Florida. Jermaine Durandame knocks out Miss Ladd and then delivers a real pop to the pop to the uh-huh. temple. Gets stopped. Ladd does the classic, what? <laughs> Why is it <laughs> over? She had gotten knocked to the other side, not defended. I thought it was fine. I guess, you know, not the latest stoppage, not quite what I saw certain things happen in the Emmett Bechtick fight, but certainly right in that, that wheelhouse. Your thoughts, Mr. Did you see this fight? I did. And it was a rough one in the sense that, um, 
as I saw it happening in front of me, I could only think of this, Kevin, which was, oh, that's a good pop. Oh, she got one of those turn you all the way around kind of punches where she wasn't defending herself. But I think the only thing that you could say that really works on her behalf is that she looked like she was ready to pull guard and she was going to do some sort of like daily Heva guard because she was grabbing the foot as to be like, no, I'm fine. I'm no. Cause I don't know that she looks super great after taking that pop, but is this the stoppage that you were angry with Bisping about? I wasn't angry with Bisping specifically until he went off on a, it's an early stoppage in my opinion. Just early stoppage. Can't believe it. I struggle with my Bisping. He is really prescriptive during this. And sure. I think shapes the fight and forgets that, well, you know, she got knocked completely in the face, turned around and then got hit again. And the rep was like, gotta, gotta call this one. And it was also a little bit how slow and how fast Lad looked compared to Random A, which was That's very fair. astounding. So I felt pretty okay with it. This is the fight. I was like, go fuck yourself, Michael Bisping. So I didn't get to hear any of the commentary, thank God. I did see it, and I, I knew there was a little bit of controversy to it. Um, but I also knew this was a night full of kind of some wacky stuff where uh, some people were complaining throughout the evening. Um, you guys aren't quiet about your feelings when you're online, so you get them very quickly. But here's some good news, Kevin. That stoppage seemed rough, but, I mean, I wasn't really motivated to be unhappy about it. And I can't tell if it's one of those matches where the UFC just goes, do you guys want this? No. Do you want us to bring back Uriah? Okay, we'll do that. And then guess what? That kind of paid off because Ricky Simone is actually a you know, friend of the podcast. He is somebody who has a promising career. And I was very happy that he was getting the call uh, to take on Uriah. I was not super happy about Uriah coming back. But guess what now? We have to deal with something that is real, Kevin. Do you know what that realness is? What is that realness? <laughs> We might have to deal with Cejudo versus Uriah Faber. I'll tell you why I'm okay with it. Because okay. Uriah Faber was like, you know, Simone's a good young fighter, but he left a big target. I was like, I'm going to have to punch him in the face. And I loved it. I was like, yup, there it is. That's my guy. He's back. I'm back. He looks trimmer. No love handies, which is always the the first sign of an older fighter under 150. Great fight for him. California kid's back. Yeah, I guess it probably is him and Cejudo, right? I, well, what else is there? And the other thing that is weird about it is you start to figure, well, we don't know what we're going to do with the flyweight division and the bantamweight division. So, Faber, you want to kind of just jump in here and have some fun? And I do wonder if Faber is at a spot where he's like, hey, guys, so, like, one of the things I never did was, like, uh, win some gold in the UFC. Could I don't know. Would it be cool if I, like, tried? All right, cool. Yeah, I'll show up. <laughs> no big deal, guys. It's cool. I'll punch out one kid. Well, he also 
got a solid like extra three minutes more than anyone else to give his post fight speech that yes. led the crowd. There was a lot of a lot of build up to it. He also committed out Song Yudong. Yes. He talked about him quite a bit. He's like, I learned it from Yudong. I learned it from a song. He's like <laughs> just please say, I learned it from your mom. Okay. And then I would have been Lord. like Pump the brakes, pump, pump the brakes, favors back. <laughs> That's not what happened. He did win in pretty good victory, 46 seconds. Total fight time so far, one minute, two seconds in the fights we've talked about. Yeah. And can I bring it? This is a great way to bring up what I wanted to talk about because, again, as Kevin mentioned, I was at an event yesterday for a long period of time. And when I do my homework, I try to get up as much as I can on these fights. Now there's interesting things that they do on ESPN plus. And one of which is they say, Hey, do you just want to watch the main event? And I said, yeah, actually that would be great. I know it's short. I know it's short. Why is it 15 minutes? What the fuck happens for 15 minutes? And what they do on that little clip is to watch the 15, 20 seconds of the main event fight. They have the 13 minutes of buildup and the walkouts, and I go, this is nice and all, but can we just get to the thing where I watch the beginning of the fight? 15 to 19 minutes of that shit, Kevin. And they put in all their commercials. So there's nothing that I get angrier about than going, am I sitting through commercials? <laughs> what the fuck is this? I'm not some some regular sit at home live timer i am the commentary team for subversive <laughs> too oh, and i demand God, I to wish. talk <laughs> i wish i wish i could pull that speaking but, of not mm. talking though yes bectic for a few days based yeah. off what emmett did <laughs> that's a great transition a few emmett days. gives him a whole redirect with a single this is everyone's dream because if it's like someone comes up to you, you're just like, pow, one punch, down. This was two hits. Emmett hitting Bechtick, Bechtick hitting the mat, and then like 30 more hits of Emmett hitting Bechtick. But then it was ends. Great fight, Emmett. Strong win. Nice. Um, yeah, and I saw all of the undercard um, I saw I'll give Vittoria but... a shout out who just beat the ever living shit out of Ferrara. Robertson and Terman had some really good moments of jujitsu as well. Nice. Robertson has some. Robertson has some escaping ability. It's quite impressive. But Terman's brutal. That's it. I didn't see any of the undercard. <sighs> there are apparently some folks who Ryan fought. Hall won again. Things were a little wacky. I did see the Ryan Hall fight. That was weird. That young man can uh, kick. Did you know that? No, I did not. He can. He connected very well with a kick. I knew he could fight. keep you from kicking with a heel hook. Well, that was the whole thing is everybody, when they saw that he won, they were like, yay, he won. And they go, well, it wasn't by heel hook. And it felt like you were telling your kids some really salty information that they go, yeah, oh. Because everybody around me just goes, well, that's kind of boring. If you didn't win by heel hook. And I go, I don't think you can do that every time. Statistically, you can't. <laughs> uh, well, but let me see here. I 
I did watch the preamble, if you would. Uh, I will tell you, I was I was pleased enough. I, I definitely, uh, from what I did see on the pre-card, I can tell you, yes, Ryan Hall was good. Uh, Jonathan Martinez had a knockout with a knee that was yikes. Uh, Benito Lopez and Vince Morales had a close fight. But to give you an indication of where we were yesterday, uh, there was no fight of the night bonus. No way. Ouch. Even no. for what Randomay did? No, but they did give out four performances of the night, and Randomay did not get any of that. Ouch. Performances of the night went to Uriah, Josh Emmett, Jonathan Martinez, and Andre Feely. And watch that knockout because that series happened real fast. And there there was a nice couple moments throughout the night where there was some rock'em sock'em aspects uh but that fight in particular with andre feely not only did he win but before anybody could really finish saying how he won he was already in the audience because he had jumped the cage in fact i'm pretty sure he's still in the audience if you look close enough right now (laughs) so there's that but between that and juliana pena a friend of the podcast as well she won by decision it's very nice to see her back to competing uh, it was an interesting fight. It kind of went all over the place, but she won by a unanimous decision. And I think that's pretty much all you need to know about that event. It's a short week for us here yep. at Verbal Tap because Raf did five hours and he's exhausted. Yep. And I've been binge watching reality shows like Are You the One? <laughs> Look, no one's day's harder or less hard. It's just about priorities. That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Hey, good night. Good fight. Thank you to all the guys who came in from out of town to come train. Very nice to see you guys. And thank you to our South Jiu-Jitsu underwear. We love you. You're the best. We wear you all the time. Thank you for supporting Jiu-Jitsu. Okay, bye. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is Please note, the new number is...